You're listening to the Quince podcast. It was raining money in the jam-packed two-day 2022 IPL mega auction with 10 franchises pledging close to 550 crore rupees on 204 players to assemble their respective squads. Ishan Kishan finished as the most expensive player of the auction bought by Mumbai Indians for a whopping rupees 15.25 crore. And the new team Lucknow Super Giants made Avish Khan IPL history's most expensive uncapped player by buying him for rupees 10 crore. But the highlight of the second day of the auction was England all-rounder Liam Livingstone who triggered an intense bidding war between Kolkata Knight Riders, Sunrisers Hyderabad and Punjab Kings. He was finally bought by none other but the team with the biggest purse coming into the auction, Punjab Kings, for rupees 11.5 crore. This auction also came with many firsts. Two new teams, as many as 11 players were sold for rupees 10 crores or more, the most ever in IPL history, and the end of an era for a few star players like Suresh Raina, Ishan Sharma, Steve Smith, or Morgan who had no takers. To discuss the hits and misses of this auction, joining me today is a friend of the show and our regular guest sports analyst and commentator Chandresh Narayanan. You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Emmat. So I want to uh, first start with the new teams, Gujarat and Lucknow. Uh, now, traditionally, we know the strategy of the old teams, but how did these two new teams fare out in the auction? What was what is their playing level look like right now? I think the Lucknow team looks a far better team than the Gujarat team. I think mm-hmm. the Gujarat team was a bit confused. They didn't know what they were doing, and uh, I was a bit disappointed uh, because you had an experienced guy like uh, Gary Kasten at the table and Ashish Kapoor, who's a former India player uh, who has been with Delhi Daredevils in the past, as it was known then. Uh, I think uh, they looked a bit confused, and uh, the the biggest surprise for me was that till day two, 7:30 p.m., they didn't have a wicketkeeper. I didn't know what the strategy mm-hmm. was, and at, and in the end, this was uh, by uh, in uh, Ritiman Saha and Matthew Wade. I think uh, uh, even if you uh, uh, take for a minute that uh, these uh, wicket keepers, the quality was not that great. I would have hoped that they would have gone for someone like a Shikhar Bharat or, uh, or someone like that, or someone new, someone young. Uh, but mm-hmm. instead, in the end, because they ran out of options, they had to go in for Ritiman Saha and Matthew Wade. Now I think that was a, a poor call. Uh, Lucknow on the other end, I think they've made some very smart buys. So much so that they've spent all the money. So mm. they have exhausted their budget of 90 crores. So so they are they were done and dusted quite uh, quite earlier than the Gujarat Titans. So I think uh, okay. in that sense, I think that's the big difference that I saw between the two teams. Uh, despite having two experienced men on the table, Gujarat didn't really plan it out well. On the other end, Lucknow. I think they had uh, gamed the whole, whole situation very well, and that's why they were in a better uh, uh, situation than Gujarat at the end of the auction. Okay. Next, I want to speak about the Kings Eleven Punjab. Now, historically, they are they are known to not make the best choices at the auction table, but this time around, like from what I read and from what I saw as well, their choices seem to be very. Uh, thought through, like splurging hard on their big ticket buys, like Shikhar Dhawan and Tabata and like Rahul Chahar. So, what did you think of their strategy this time around, and the hits and misses also for them? 
I think uh, uh, Punjab Kings have been tremendous uh, on the auction table. Traditionally, you're right that the Punjab Kings franchise has mm. messed up on the auction table. A uh, few years ago, I remember that they didn't pick a wicket keeper, and uh, KL Rahul ended up keeping for the entire season, and that became the trend over the next three, four years. Yeah. So I think that that's been a uh, trend that has continued with Punjab Kings, not just over the three, four years since the start of the franchise in 2008. Uh, I think initially they had a good side, but over the years they have consistently messed up on the auction table. Hmm. I think what happens on the field is a reflection of what you do on the auction table. This time they have. Uh, Sort of reverse the situation to some extent. They have picked all the players. Now it remains to be seen if they can deliver on the field. My only concern for Punjab Kings is that they don't have a natural captain on board. Mm-hmm. They don't know who their captain is. Okay. Will they go with Mayank Agarwal uh, or will they go with Shikhar Dhawan or do they want to hand it to someone else in the lineup? I can't mm-hmm. see a genuine captain in the lineup. Johnny Bairstow will be arriving very late. He's a, a huge. Uh, Player in the format, and uh, so he's somebody to look up to. But uh, he'll be coming in late because of international commitments. Uh, so I think that's going to be the big worry for Punjab. They've got mm-hmm. all the ingredients in place. They have shown uh, faith in some of their old picks, uh, uh, like Shahrukh Khan, who I think is going to be a big star in this particular IPL. Then there is obviously, uh, like you said, uh, uh, the, the others that they have picked mm-hmm. uh, in Rahul Jahar and also Harpreet Kaur, the young left-arm spinner from Punjab. Mm-hmm. They've made a lot of other domestic buys who are value for money. Remains to be seen if that if that can uh, translate into performance. Okay. Now there's a lot of uh, charter online charter also about the Delhi Capitals owner Kiran Gandhi and his bidding style at the auction where he would bid 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 but then pull back at the end moment. There's been a lot yeah. of charter about uh, like this style and how it affected the auction as well. Like what did you think about it? I think those are just uh, auction dynamics. It happens every year mm. and uh, I I wouldn't read much into it because. Uh, it's all part of the strategy that every team has. They must have genuinely thought uh, about certain teams, certain players, beg uh, your pardon, who they wanted to go for. You saw on the second day, Rajasthan Royals is, uh, was doing that, but mm-hmm. they ra- they realized very quickly that they were running out of money, so they would pull back at the last minute after going up to a point. So I think it's all it's all often strategy. I wouldn't really look too much into it because uh, if anything, Kiran Kumar Gandhi and uh, uh, having known him. He's a very reasonable man, and uh, he's one of the most uh, sincere uh, cricket lovers I know of. I wouldn't say that that's uh, there's anything more to it than just pure option strategy. Okay. Now uh, coming to Chennai, there was no surprise when the Chennai Super Kings announced the retention uh, list ahead of the auctions. They retained uh, Ravindra Jadeja and Mohan Ali, uh, Ruturaj Gaikwad, uh, last season's Orange Cap winner, and of course MS Dhoni as well. But this time around, in the auction, they let go of their star players, Raina, Suresh Raina. What do you make of the team strategy in this season? I think the the thing that works with Chennai is that they work a lot on loyalty, and uh, I think uh, Ambati Raidu uh, and uh, the others like uh, Robin Uthappa mm. have been loyal Chennai Super Kings uh, players over the last three four years. Mm. And uh, with Suresh Raina, I think the break in relations happened uh, when he had to go away from UAE. For personal reasons, uh, in the during the 2020 season, hmm. uh, that was the breaking point in my view. And uh, after that, it was never the same. And uh, it is going to be very difficult for them to justify him being part of the uh, of the uh, team uh, post that because he's not played any cricket. If you don't play any cricket, how are they going to judge if he's in form? 
just by putting up videos on social media you're not going to be getting uh, bids from teams in the IPL auction mm-hmm. you need to be playing cricket as well uh, the others have been playing even the likes of Dinesh Karthik who knows that his India future is over but he still went ahead and played the Mustakali tournament uh, the others like Robin Uttappa played a bit of domestic cricket Ambati Raidu featured in domestic cricket but uh, if people like Suresh Raina don't really go out and play cricket it's very difficult mm-hmm. not just for Chennai for any other team to put their might behind it just yep. on the basis of reputation and you, you saw that not just with uh, uh, with uh, Suresh Raina there are a number of other players who were hoping to just turn up during the IPL and uh, voila other teams would put them that's not going to happen anymore mm-hmm. teams are smarter than what they were in 2008 so the players mm-hmm. need to realize that a lot of time has passed it's the 15th edition of the IPL that's going to come up so they yeah. need to get smarter and swifter uh, with their with their plans as well now i want to speak about the issue of captaincy specifically about rcb and kkr first we know that with rcb uh, that virat kohli is not going to captain so in this auction have they found a replacement for him i am not seeing a genuine uh, uh, replacement for rcb in this auction uh, i am uh, uh, i am really concerned for rcb if uh, there are rcb fans listening to this podcast they need to be concerned as well because i can't see a genuine Uh, pick for RCB in this uh, uh, in this auction. Uh, as for KKR, I'm pretty certain that it's going to be the Shreya Sayer. I I am uh, very very certain that uh, KKR have found uh, Shreya Sayer as their natural leader. Hmm. The thing that works for Shreya is that he has captained uh, Delhi uh, Capitals or Delhi Daredevils as it was in the past. And most important thing is that he's he's still young. and they can build a side around him yeah uh, that that's the that's the key uh, and uh, the same say goes with uh, lucknow as well they've got rahul over there uh, as as a natural fit for them as a leader but mm-hmm. i'm not so sure about rcb uh, but other teams uh, again like i said punjab is going to be a problem but but for rcb i am uh, i'm not certain what they're going to do the problem with making an overseas player as your captain is mm-hmm. that then you are duty bound to play him in every match or it becomes an event when he has to sit out uh, yeah. like it happened with Ricky Ponting or it happened with uh, Daniel Vettori in the past so mm-hmm. this is a tricky phase for RCB uh, i would have hoped that you know someone like a virat would have continued as captain uh, till someone new was groomed but he has just left them high and dry and now yeah. it's uh, going to be all uh, it's going to be difficult for them going forward okay and now uh, i want to speak about the auction strategy for Rajasthan Royals and Mumbai Indians starting with the royals they seem to be uh, like a bit caught in the last 30 minutes realizing that they did not have like a lot of international players like what happened there like you, i'm sure you were witnessing the auction from the start i was as confused as anybody else with yeah. regards to the strategy that uh, rajasthan royals adopted at the auction on the first day they slurged unlike what they used to say in the early years of the ipl and then uh, on the last day on the second day uh, rather they seemed a bit confused you saw the long faces on the table mm-hmm. you realized uh, uh, that uh, they were really struggling because their whole strategy had gone awry and uh, you you could sense that they had messed up the whole auction and mm-hmm. uh, they were all, they were making business by uh, purchases in the end uh, the fact that in the last round they went and purchased four overseas guys and mm-hmm. they had no they, they just had four overseas guys at about 8:30 pm on the second day mm-hmm. showed that they had messed up the entire strategy and uh, i think that they uh, need a lot of answering to do to their fans 
more than anybody else because i think that they have not really gamed it properly and uh, whatever they might say about you know we have made the right purchases they might make all the right noises but the strategy was completely awful uh, to use a strong word and uh, i think that they were really struggling uh, and uh, they didn't seem to have a plan each time they would go in for a bid and then realize that they're running out of money and then pull back mm. and that continued for a while and in the end they had to make a lot of like i said distress purchases uh, karun yeah. nair for one thing 1.4 crore for karun nair in a t20 format is a bit much in my view uh, because mm. he's not a natural fit for the format uh, and uh, i think these were the sort of mistakes that they made they purchased a lot of big players on the first day so the team has become very lopsided so yep. you have a lot of big stars and you have a lot of uh, medium to uh, small stars in the domestic players and some players uh, uh, sprinkled here and there so you then struggle as a team to put together 11 mm-hmm. combinations uh, so, sort of start struggling uh, for you on the field the performances don't turn up and uh, you saw that with KKR last year uh and uh, you're going to see the more of it with uh, with some with uh, the Rajasthan Royals this year because i think they have not really thought it through and i was surprised that that happened because you had someone like the kumar sangakara on the table he's an experienced guy uh he's a legend of the game uh, they needed to have planned a bit better uh and uh, i think somewhere down the line they will have to pay for it because they've got all the right ingredients but they're not really balanced it out properly on the auction table okay and with mumbai who have traditionally been the most tragic team going into an auction we saw that they had a very slow opening in this this time around like i believe they didn't bid for any of the first 40 players on day 1 which came up so at the end of day 2 what was uh, mumbai looking at i think mumbai spent a lot of money on ishan kishan because they were very keen to have him back because they let go of someone like a quinton dickock and they mm-hmm. needed a wicket keeper desperately so they went hard at ishan kishan and ishan kishan obviously was going to go for a big price because of his uh, reputation and his ability uh, i think once they exhausted their money on ishan kishan they were really holding themselves back they would uh, spend a bit here and there they spent a bit of money on uh, baby av as he's known deval travis from south africa uh, mm-hmm. because they wanted to invest in him at a young age uh, but they held him themselves back because they were just waiting and watching because they spent a lot of money and they didn't really want to splurge too much on day 2 mm. as well i was waiting for them to get into action and it took a bit of time but it was all part of a strategy you know mumbai is the most organized most planned franchise in the ipl mm. they have the most sorted uh, scouting network in the ipl and uh, you have to hand it to them for the way they plan for an ipl auction they usually do the job for the captain on the auction table and the captain rohit sharma also has a very strong input in the teams that are uh, put together by the mumbai franchise in this case what they did was very smart in bringing uh, jofra archer into the lineup because archer and jasprit bumrah together are going to be a dynamic duo in this uh, in this lineup imagine it i feel it's almost going to be like what happened in the county circuit in the 80s when viv richards and ian botham played together for somerset i think it has that kind of a potential because both these guys are deadly with the uh, with the ball especially at the uh, at the depth so mm-hmm. it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a challenge for batters all over the world who are going to be part of the ipl the other big pick that i think that we need to watch out for is uh, tim david now he's from singapore he's of australian origin mm. but i will tell you this much that he is going to be a superstar of this game he's yeah. already a rising star of this game he can hit sixes at will 
I have just recently seen him in the Pakistan Super League, and he is devastating with the bat. And mm-hmm. uh, he's been in terrific form. On the small grounds that we have in India, he's going to be dangerous, deadly dangerous with the bat. He can ball a bit. He's a terrific fielder. He's an all-round package. So they have made a right pick in uh, Tim David, and a number of other domestic players that they have picked up are guys who are part of under-25 squads of states. and uh, they have guys who have done well for states uh, in the domestic tournaments that also shows the kind of research and scouting that they do as a mm-hmm. franchise so i think it's a uh, it's going to be a side to watch out for the one big worry for them is the lack of a frontline spinner they let go of rahul char they let go of jayant yadav now mm-hmm. the two guys they have in their lineup now mayank markande comes back uh, he Uh, is in good form with the ball. Uh, there's also Morgan Ashwin, but both these guys are not really your frontline spinners. As in, they can't lead an attack. They are support cast bowlers. So that's a worry for them. But I'm sure that say in the coming years they'll make up for that because some or other spinner will become available uh, in the coming years for them. They are building a side for the future. Uh, like Tilak Verma is another guy who they. Uh, rate very highly. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, so these are some of the guys, and they have really cast their net far and wide. Uh, yeah. Some of the guys, like you know, Rahul Budhi, Arshad Khan, and all, they have really spent uh, time and effort in spotting these guys and going after these guys on the auction table when the others looked uh, lost when their names came up for the bid. So, mm-hmm. I have all the time in the world for Mumbai Indians because I think they really plan well. <laughs> Now, lastly, I want to know your take on this. Which player was the best purchase of this mega IPL auction? That's a tough one for me. That's a really tough one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, let's put it this way: I think that some of the guys uh, which really went out of hand, Rahul Chahar, uh, Deepak Chahar, uh, sorry, uh, I mean uh, Ishan Kishan, Deepak Chahar, these two guys, I think they really went out of hand. I think uh, uh, the guys really, uh, I think, uh, uh, splurged a lot on them. Shah Rukh Khan deserved money. But I didn't think he deserved uh, as much as he got because he's still to prove himself at the higher level. You know, he's mm-hmm. shown promise, but for them to blurt so much on them was a bit bit much, I think. Uh, also, the two quicks, Prasad Krishna and Avesh Khan. I yep. have all the time in the world for these two guys. They've got a lot of promise, but ten crores uh, for a format where the ballers are taken to task in every match, every over, every ball. Uh, That puts a lot of pressure on those two boys because uh, they now have a price tag to live up to. We've seen in the past, Ishan Sharma in the first edition of the IPL went for a massive sum, massive sum because he came back from Australia and uh, he his long flowing hair was a talk of the town. His spell to Ricky Ponting was a talk of the town, and everybody felt that he's mm-hmm. the next big thing. He did become the next big thing, but today uh, he's not been picked by anybody in the IPL. So life has come a uh, full circle for him. In the IPL once again. Yeah. So these two boys, uh, especially uh, Prasad Krishna and Avesh Khan, they have a lot of pressure now to live up to the price tag. And mm-hmm. I hope that there are guys in that uh, team that they are in, Gujarat Titans and Lucknow Super Giants, who can talk to them and help keep their feet on the ground. So I think in that in that sense, some of the younger players, I would have liked that the prices would have been a bit more conservative. But some of the big boys, I think, uh, say Jofra Archer, I thought that. Uh, uh, people would break break the bank to buy him, but uh, 
he didn't go for as much because he came in very late on the second day so mm-hmm. i think uh, he was unfortunate that he he got only about 8 crore so uh, mumbai was lucky that they didn't have to spend too much yeah. on him otherwise i was expecting a massive uh, bidding war for him mm-hmm. okay well janesh thank you so much for coming on the podcast as always thanks a lot and listeners that's the end of the show if you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the big story for episodic updates we are available on apple google podcast spotify geo7 and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms for other podcasts please log on to the quint website and for any feedback please shoot an email to podcast@thequint.com Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.